Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something, With Lord Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. You are listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Lori Lattimore-Volkman and Tim Lynch. Today, Something Something Broncos is brought to you by Handoff to Tim. Tim, take it to the house. Who's our sponsor today? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you got to be on your toes. You got to be on your toes. This is the Atoshu uh, handoff to Kareem Jackson, and you just fumbled. You fumbled the opening of our show, I, Tim. I, I, I told busy. you to be on your toes, and look what busy happened. busy videotaping. For the Denver Broncos. <laughs> it's sponsored by KJAC TV, the best television show you could find on the Broncos. Right? Pay that man. No, he was he was amazing. But what Tim was talking about is uh, it, it, there are more and more details as we record this show about the p- new Patriots cheating scandal. Uh, it's uh, it, it, Not a year goes by where they're not in the news for something uh, nefarious or underhanded. Tim, what's the latest on the cheating scandal involving a former head coach? Josh McDaniels. They're, they're cheating. You know, they, they're just looking for, for cheat ways to cheat, cheat everything because they're cheaters. And, cheating, cheating. Know, the Up NFL sanctions it and allows it, and they're going to keep cheating. That's 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 where we're at. There was a guy in a Boston Bruins sweatshirt, and he just like rolled into the press box during the Browns Bengals game, just kind of like pulled out a camera and just started videotaping the Bengals sideline and was getting signals and players coming off and on the field but it was only eight minutes so it's not like they were filming for a long time just one drive yeah and and arrowhead pride actually just tweeted something out from like their first original cheating scandal again josh mcdaniels got caught doing the exact same thing with the exact same video guy and it's like oh we deny it well why is it the same guy that got in trouble when you were with the patriots this anyway. is from a long time ago sources with knowledge of the system say an advanced scout would attend the games of upcoming patriots opponents and assemble a spreadsheet of all the signals and corresponding plays and if they got caught the videographers were provided excuses for what to tell nfl securities which included that they were just filming the quarterbacks or the kickers or the footage for a team show, which is exactly what they're saying happened this week. So the same playbook, the same situation, and word is the NFL has decided the Patriots are sincere and that their their excuse is, is legitimate and they, they believe them. So shame on the NFL. Hopefully they still rake them over the coals, uh, take their draft picks away, do whatever, fine them. It hasn't been officially adjudicated yet, right? I mean, there's still a chance for fan outrage to influence something, right? So fans, I go be outraged. So. Please. Uh, yeah, be outraged in your car. Flash your brake lights right now as you listen to this <laughs> podcast. That is that is the level of outrage we demand uh, on Something Something Broncos. Even with that excuse, how did they get away with, it's for a team show, but I'm videotaping your playbook and your calls like it doesn't even seem like that would be a viable excuse 
They're calling it all inadvertent. They it was an it was an accidental recording of eight minutes of their sideline. It's an uh, accident. It's an accidental <laughs> recording that I'm in the press box. So it's a lot like that recording of Bob Kraft. That was an accident, and that's why we've never seen it. Oops. Like. <laughs> Oops. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so the Denver Broncos played a game uh, on Sunday against the Houston Texans. And I just want to point out that I believe all of us were wrong in our predictions. <laughs> like this is that was maybe the first time ever that we've all been in agreement that we were going to lose, and we were all wrong. The Denver Broncos came out uh, ready to play. Drew Locke looked amazing. I don't even know where to begin. Why don't we begin with the fact that I said the Broncos' offense was going to score over twenty-four points, and I think Tim did too. So we at least had faith in the offense. I think no my comment. final prediction was like. 24 21 or something oh you guys suck mine was 34 27 or 31 27 something like that well it's okay i'm, I'm, I'm gonna predict the loss again this week so we should be good <laughs> i'm like that too like if i predicted a loss and they won then i need to keep predicting the loss you gotta stick with it right i mean it might as well keep it going what is our favorite takeaway from this who caused the fumble? Alexander Johnson forced Johnson. the fumble, yeah. And Very was... few members of the defense who didn't touch the ball on this play. <laughs> Johnson punched it out, uh, and then Atachu picked it up, and then was like, I'm going down, here, you take it, and handed it off to the very speedy Kareem Jackson, who who took it to the house. And it was, it was like, oh my god! I had forgotten that the defense could do that. We have kind of played within certain boundaries all year, and, and this was certainly out of those bounds, and, and that was uh, amazing. I was jumping up and down and screaming like, oh my God, it's amazing. But really, the story of the game is how Drew Locke performed. I guess he's on a short list of uh, John Elway and Marlon Briscoe for the most, what was it, most yards, right? Is that is that right, Tim? It was Tim Tebow, I thought. Yeah, it was Tebow. Tim Tebow had 300 yards passing in his rookie season in that comeback win against Houston in 2010. And then Elway did it against the Colts in 83. I think Marlon Briscoe is, is ahead of Tim Tebow on that list from that Bills game. Oh, you're right. From uh, November 24th, Three, 1968. 335 not looking yards, up. four touchdowns. You yeah. might need to correct the Broncos. I don't think they had that on their tweet. You're right. Well, I pulled that stat from their press release after the game. Somebody tweeted, and it was only Tebow and Elway mentioned, so somebody missed something. But I do know that on a road game, for a road game, that's only Elway and Drew Locke. Tebow and Briscoe were at home. 41% completion was good back then. <laughs> Broncos QB Drew Locke is the first rookie in NFL history to have at least 300 passing yards and three touchdown passes in his first career road start. Road so that, start, That belongs yeah. to him. <laughs> first career road start, yeah. Both, all the others had played on the road. Yeah. Even Elway had, had road starts before he had that big game against the Colts late in the season. Well, another thing that Locke did so well which is amazing, in the red zone through two games, he's 11 for 13 for 63 yards and four touchdowns, no picks. I mean, that's the difference between winning and losing in the NFL at the quarterback position. That and third downs. Uh, if you if you can turn red zone trips into touchdowns, you're, you're winning games. We'll see, though. He has the biggest test he's got so far is the Chiefs, who ranks sixth in uh, passing DVOA, uh, which is... Um, my, the, the metric I like the most for, for how strong a unit is in situations. Uh, if you're curious about DVOA, it's on footballoutsiders.com. 
But yeah, he's he's going to go into Arrowhead in December. So we'll see. We'll see how he does there. <laughs> Who knows? We could win. You never know. You never know. We've had the benefit of being overlooked uh, lately, especially with uh, the Houston Texans. Uh, they came off that win against the cheating Patriots. I guess they just didn't get off to a good start because they were pretty happy they beat the Patriots. So hopefully we can have the same sort of thing with the Chiefs when you know they ended up beating the cheating Patriots and uh, maybe they'll overlook us. Rarely uh, would that happen in a division game, but you never know. I don't think there's any chance they'll overlook us, especially given what we just did this weekend. They'll know. I do think there's a chance that they'll be a little confident about what they did the first time when they came into mile high and their defense played lights out and ours played terrible. I think that role will be reversed. We, our defense has been clicking lately. They've definitely figured more things out. Von Miller should be another week healthy and we've, found another gem in Jeremiah Tachu. The last time we played the Chiefs, our run game couldn't do anything, and their run defense, which was supposed to be awful, kept us from going anywhere because they could stack the box because Joe Flacco was zero threat to them. But now with Drew Locke and with you know the, this last week where he found 10 different receivers and Rich Scandrella had the game of his life and schemed a lot of plays in space, which will make it much tougher for a defense to come after us. So I think it'll, it's going to be tough going into Arrowhead, and it's going to be tough playing the Chiefs' offense. But I don't think their defense is going to have nearly as much success this time, and our defense will be much more ready for, for Mahomes and company just because I don't think they want to be embarrassed again. I don't know. It's Arrowhead in December. I know. I'm not <laughs> saying it's easy. I just think we will play so much better than we did the last time around at Mile High. That was an embarrassment. I really think we were just too one-dimensional on offense. And so that allowed their defense, which was a piss-poor defense, to take advantage of us. And our defense just came out flat. You remember they'd had the big game on Sunday before, and then we had to play the Chiefs on Thursday, and we didn't have kind of a regular week of practice. They just did mental practice, and they just weren't hyped up enough and just, just couldn't do it. I'm encouraged by what I saw. The future could be so bright. If we can keep this going, I will be so happy. I don't even really expect it to keep going this season. We've got Mahomes, who's a little bit hurt, hopefully, so we... We just pressure him and force him to make some mistakes and get, you know, and hopefully contain him. But if our defense can contain their offense even a little bit, I think our offense is already showing great progress. So like you said, you know, I think we can keep this going. It's a much tougher challenge this week. But we are seeing the effects of a team coming together and being able to play together several weeks in a row. Like it takes time, new staff, new scheme, new players, tons of young players on offense. And last week was them putting a lot of it together. We're just going to build on that. And I think we'll give the chiefs a good run for their money, even at Arrowhead. Well, the good news is the Broncos have lost eight straight and all streaks come to an end. So, you know, there's, there's that. Um, they've lost eight straight to the Chiefs. To the Chiefs. To the Chiefs. Gotta, Chiefs. Gotta, Sorry, I left out that keyword there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, earlier this season that would have meant something totally different. And 
they they've only won four games in Arrowhead ever in December. So there there's that too. You know, there, there's room for improvement there. We're um, due. We're due. Exactly. I like our chances. You know, they haven't won a game in <laughs> Arrowhead uh, since you know 2013 in December when uh, you know Peyton Manning was was out there kicking some butt. So given all that, um, I think there's a good chance uh, the Broncos lose on Sunday. I mean, win. <laughs> hey, there's a good chance the Broncos lose. <laughs> I'm. I think it's going to be a tie. <laughs> with with Patrick Mahomes, I mean, come on. So, uh, I personally think that the Denver Broncos are going to win this weekend because I want them to, and that's all that matters. Uh, I'm going to say they win. 24-21. I'm going to go with the Broncos winning, too. But I think it's going to be a little more high-powered offenses between the two of them. So I'm going to go 30-27. to Game-winning field goal by McManus. Oh, I hate being the, the negative person of the group, but... Someone's got to Bro- be. The Broncos are not going to win this game. The Chiefs defense is probably going to get about four or five sacks. They'll get a few interceptions. They're going to be high intensity. And the final score is probably going to be around 31 to 21. Uh, Drew Locke will still do enough to, to make you feel like, okay, he's he's a rookie, but he's, he's going to be good. Um, but, man, it's Arrowhead in December, and these guys are a good freaking football team, unfortunately. Yeah, they're going to lose. They're going to lose by 10. Hearing you talk, it, it sounds like you really believe that they're going to lose like like forty to six. Yeah, you are. A <laughs> I mean, there's potential there. There's there's potential there to lose forty to six. But I'm going to say Drew Locke, he's going to battle through it and he's going to put some touchdowns up. And you know, we're going to be excited. We're going to be disappointed, but excited at the same time. And you know, we're going to be looking forward to 2020 anyway, either way. So if they don't lose and they win. First post I'm writing on Monday is a playoff picture post. Because <laughs> Broncos are in it, baby. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people got to lose, but but there's a chance. Right now, there's a one yeah. percent chance. If they win, there's it goes to like four four percent. He ended up eight and eight this season, and even if we didn't go to the playoffs, that would be a huge success, especially since we started off zero oh and four, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Owen, it's party time if they finish eight and eight. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, Owen four. I thought it was more than that. It felt like more than that. Like, Thank God for the Chargers. Yeah, yeah right. And the Titans. <laughs> I know who are rolling. Like they just they just beat the crap out of the Raiders. Like how great was that? That was so good. I loved every minute of it. The only playoff picture I'm looking forward to is uh, when the Oakland Raiders are officially eliminated. Um, However, that may happen before we play them in the last game of the season um, because they are uh, doing it to themselves. So we may not get that joy, uh, but it will be fun to beat them in the last game of the year. And we can knock them from second to third in the division. That would be sweet, too, if we finish second given the season. Given the, the issues, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They could go to fourth, right? If, if Well, I mean, I'm okay with, with that, With the too. Chargers. I mean, the Chargers, I mean, they did win. They, they're there. <laughs> they play the Jags, and then they're on the road to end the season against the Chargers and Broncos. So they could win maybe one more, but they're going to get steamrolled by their division opponents. 
I bet they lose to the Jags. I bet they do too, because they're the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> Their defense have, has given up 34, 40, and 42 in the last three games. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's tremendous. So, all right, it's mystery question time uh, right. on that note. How much or how little do you hate the Chiefs? They're a rung below the Raiders and a rung above the Patriots for me. On my where, where, All right, so where do the Chargers fall since you have most of the AFC West um, in that picture? 23rd, 24th. Down there? They're, they're going to be a, the London Chargers soon. Who cares? Yeah. You're more angry at like the Miami Dolphins than you are the <laughs> Chargers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because freaking Dan Marino and his regular season greatness, and people always try to say he's better quarterback than John Elway. I'm like, where where are the Super Bowls? I don't see him. <laughs> where? Hello. He yeah. did go to one, and he lost. Yeah. So you know, never I, went back. Keep your Dan Marino talk, and you're 17 and 0 <laughs> in South Florida. Okay. <laughs> They're they're higher on my list. They're probably top ten, actually. Okay, well, just fair so enough. you know, I love playing the Chargers because we always play them well, and Phil Rivers is always great entertainment. It's good Funny. for a pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the sides. Yeah, yeah. And a, and yeah. at least well, three or four tantrums on the sideline. Yes, as, including the last second to last play. He's running down the field with yeah. his arms out going, what is this? On the pass interference. And you're just yeah. like, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. I digress. That's the, that's the face his, his like 11 children see when they spill cereal on the carpet. <laughs> like, what is this? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, so lucky them, huh? Uh, for me, no, I, the the Chiefs. I, I I dislike the Chiefs, but like you know, again, I think like you, it's like the Raiders, and then and then the Chiefs, and then yeah, the Patriots. I I, th- I think that's a healthy way to stack it up there. It's a lot about the fans and Chiefs fans online are the absolute worst. Honestly, they're pretty bad. They are so pretty bad. They are. In some ways, they have moved up over the Raiders for me because I, because the Raiders fans are awful, but they're stupid, and it's like well, I just discount you. <laughs> but the Chiefs. That's because they write in all caps and don't believe in punctuation. Doesn't mean they're stupid, Lori. <laughs> yes. Oh, there was that comment on our on our <laughs> site this week from a Chiefs fan. He started every sentence with an exclamation point wait you you should you should read it you should you should read it I tried. it <laughs> was so you. hard uh did everyone miss exclamation point that question mark and then after in the second half period they didn't so much allow that much time i can't read this this is awful <laughs> this, this is so this hard is... to read oh, okay we, you, we... you guys don't have a clue period <laughs> that little wonder boy was only good yesterday the quote unquote first half, I might add here, period, because the Texans' defensive was allowing him to pass, period. I mean, period. Allowing him five, six seconds in the pocket. Yeah, I can't even. And wonder what the KC Chiefs are going to do to him, question mark, in the game coming up, question mark, in case there was any confusion. I, this is this is terrible. Like it's it's horrible to read. It, it has to be infinitely worse to listen to. 
<laughs> You're not wrong. I'm listening to it, and it's, it's making me cringe. And neither are the Denver Broncos the New England Patriots, nor are they the KC Chiefs. The KC Chiefs, I might add here, that own the fracking Denver Broncos, as they will. This this reads a lot. <laughs> this reads a lot like a crazy person uh, at like in a subway station, like doing poetry at open mic night. <laughs> you know, like, right? It's like I'm literally going to tweet this at Arrowhead Pride right now. But uh, you know, there's passion behind it. This guy was, you know, sitting somewhere, likely on a toilet, uh, thumbing thumbing this out. But I mean, it, it, this did take a little thought and effort. Good luck editing that together. <laughs> <laughs> might be just uh, chop just chop. Throw that whole thing right in the right in the trash can. Anyway, to put a button on on my thought, uh, I I don't I don't hate the Chiefs as much as I probably should, um, but I don't like them. Huh. Well, and, and I put I put the Chargers because they're in division, and you know there was a time when they were pretty good when they had Ladanian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates, like there in the in the late two thousandsies. Anyways, let's let's put this old girl out of her misery. What do you say, guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, you've been listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Lori Lattimore Volkman. And Tim, take you to the house one more time. This is your chance. Go Broncos. Oh. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> well, this will teach you. You go to Lori next time. <laughs> Got to set those expectations. <laughs> we are contributors to milehighreport.com. You can follow all of your news, uh, stats, information, history, whatever you're looking for, Broncos related, milehighreport.com has it. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment. We're part of the Mile High Report podcast network, and we can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. This weekend, we take on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Broncos are going to win, and it's going to be awesome. Drew Locke is our savior. A correction on the reporting of the foul. Both teams were on the both up. Both fouls were on the kicking team. Attachu, so or Attachu. How do you, how do we say his name? God bless you. I know. Attachu. Attachu. Jeremiah Attachu. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Stop it. <laughs> Get off of there. God, Jess. Oh, it's just like, oh, this editing is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> cat is, the cat is knocking shit off my desk. And now Tim's phone is ringing. Uh, what, what? No phone? I don't hear no phone? What are you talking about? <laughs> There's no phone. Beat the crap out of my cat for knocking all the shit off, crying <laughs> in the chair. Like, you're a nuisance. You edit it, you'll you'll be able to hear the cat like <laughs> digging into your flesh. Noah Fant is sexy, and he has this sexy voice. <laughs> so, <laughs> for all the grief that we give Kevin, he's right. I think the player of the game was Rich Scandarello. Wait, wait, you're starting the show. I know the show or, before we, the show. Let's start the show. Let's start it. A lot like that recording of Bob Kraft. That was an accident, and that's why we've never seen it. Oops. Like, <laughs> Oops. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I'm sad about not seeing that. Well, you know, I, the internet is amazing with that kind of thing, and, you know, I'm sure there would be some, like, Celine Dion moments, like, with the music behind it or something. Like, the, it's a, the internet is a great place, Tim. Have you been there? <laughs>
Uh, not in those dark places. No. Oh, okay. Fair enough. If you use Internet Explorer, just edge. hit yourself in the face. I'm sorry. Did I say that? I meant uninstall and install something else. On that note, we have analytics that show that 60% of our listeners listen <laughs> using Internet Explorer. So <laughs> thank you. All right. So, all right. So, we've talked uh, about the Texans. We've talked about the Chiefs. Are, are we ready for a mystery question? <laughs> this is gonna be the shortest podcast ever. <laughs> I know. What about our predictions? Oh, predictions. Yeah. All right. So, edit that part out, Lori. I like lack focus today. I'm just all over the place. I apologize, <laughs> my co-hosts. <laughs> We're making paninis. Uh, <laughs> Poor Lori. That was too good. That was great. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Nobody's going to get. I know. I know. It's, we'll have to go in the that. outtakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a great episode. Lori, make us look great. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. You've been listening to Something Something Bronco. A feature of MileHighReport.com with Lori Lattimore-Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com.